in this episode of Just Me and Amos with my co-host Trevor. Hey. Trevor, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Ghost of Tsushima. Which is a PS4 game that came out this, re- um, this week. And also we're going to talk about G4 coming back to television. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Hey there. Hey, what's going on, man? Um, just the usual. What's What's the usual? Playing video games, watching anime, oh, working, yeah, working, <laughs> working in that order, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the priority. <laughs> the priority list. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. So, in this podcast, in this episode right here, we are going to talk about many things. And one of the things we're going to talk about is this new game called, new game called Ghost of Tsushima. I said it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. I haven't played it yet, but you played it already. You played it. Now. I started playing it. Yeah, on Friday. So that's another. That's um, another. T- another topic we're going to talk about. Also, is some um, announcement that's the um, San Diego Comic Con virtual con they had going on. We are gonna briefly talk about the stuff then, because I really didn't care much for none of the stuff. I didn't that get into it too much, so yeah, yeah, we'll just kind of mention a couple of the things that you know are coming up that we thought was kind of exciting. Right, and another thing, my pick of the week once again is going to be a coming book, Chew. That's my um, one I pick. I think Trev, you got something too, right? Yeah, I have an anime movie. I'll talk about. Yeah, you got an anime movie. So he got the movie. I got the book. So that's how are we gonna roll? So let's start off. All right, the video game. Yes. So, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh huh. Yes. That's I have problems saying that. Don't 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 judge me. It's <laughs> fine. It's yeah. It's a Japanese word. Um, yes. Yeah. But so spell it though, because the way it's spelled, you know. T S U, S H, I M A. So the T is silent. Yeah. It's like Tsu. Tsushima. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know you're big in the Japanese culture and stuff like that. So. Right. Yeah, so uh, I started playing that this weekend. Um, I was kind of excited about it, uh, and then, uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of like it, it's very much like playing an Akira Kurosawa movie. Um, right. Just yeah, like explain, a video. Game. Explain that to people right. who don't know who he okay. is. So essentially, what this is is it's a it's a samurai game that you like open world game that you play set in a feudal Japan. So it takes place on an island uh, of Japan, and the Mongols, led by um, Genghis Khan, one of Genghis Khan's grandchildren, who I don't know if he's real or if he's fake. Yeah. I haven't really looked into the history. Do your research, man. I know. I need to do my research instead of just sitting there and enjoying a game. Damn, What's up right. with me? <laughs> All right, Kanye. Oh, my bad. <laughs> In any case, he and his Mongol army invade, and they're kind of, um, they kind of don't fight fair or honorable. And so they end up destroying almost all of the samurai on the island. But they take um, the main character. They take his uncle, who's like the who's the lord, the samurai lord, who is like the leader of the, the army. Shogun, shogunai. He's not a shogun because okay. he's he's just like a samurai lord. Um, just happens to be like the big one on okay. the island. Yeah, all he's right. he's not in charge of all of Japan. Oh, okay. Uh, but he gets taken. Um, 
he was gets captured by the Mongols. And so um, Jin uh, Sakai, he's the, uh, the protagonist. The, yeah, he's the protagonist. So he sets out on a journey to try and make some allies, you know, and get some new equipment resources or whatever to save his uncle. Okay. That's how it starts. So he's a one-man army as of right now. Essentially. I mean, you have some people that you enlist uh, to help, and you can, you play, like, uh, little bits and pieces of um, stories, like storylines. So you go get, you know, the help of – now I'm blanking on her name, but, like, Lady – it's not Makoto, Makoto or something like that, but it's something similar – um, so she'll help you, but she's got like a nine point uh, nine part story that oh. you'll play. And so you, whenever you go to that portion of the map, kind of think of it as the Witcher in games in feudal Japan. It's very similar where you have this whole map with a bunch of question marks everywhere. And like sometimes there'll be little things once you've unlocked or, you know, that say, hey, continue the story by going here. Right, right. That right. sort of thing. So you can avoid it until you until you go to that point on the map. But, you know, you can look around for different shrines to get new um, new charms in order that give you special things. Like one of the ones that I got pretty early right. was one, it's an Inari charm that allows you to get more resources. So as you're picking up things, you know, like you're picking up bamboo or you're picking up supplies, which is kind of like the money. And then you use the other stuff to upgrade your armor and your weapons. Well, it kind of gives you extra. So every time you get it, it gives you a little bit more. Oh, okay. So okay. you can really rack up, you know, what your the resources that you have pretty fast. Uh, that sort of thing. Okay. So how is the um, the battle mechanics of it's, the game? It's actually really good. Unlike The Witcher, which I I was never a huge fan of how the battle mechanics work. The um, this one's a lot better because it's uh you know you can you do a lot you do usually parrying right. or you can like dodge and then strike right. um and that sort of thing and then as you gain more skills you can you do different combos and you can do standoffs where it's like you you'll face down an anim- an enemy you hold the the triangle button right. and then as soon as they go to strike you release it and then it'll do like an animation where you just cut the guy oh and as you as you unlock the skills you know with skill points going on you can unlock well first one guy will rush you and then a second guy will rush you after you kill the first one and you time it right and you can take him down and then you can unlock one that allows two people to rush you afterwards you can take three people down in like one standoff and you know it's that sort of thing this this is your second game where the characters do parry and dodge you know final fantasy 7 remake well there's a lot that do that sort of thing yeah but uh and then the skill point thing is kind of like if you've played the most recent tomb raider games oh yeah yeah where you unlock you know by you get points by gaining up experience or whatever and then you can use them to buy you know i got the spider-man game had a similar oh it sure did yeah every time you leveled up you got it's a similar system i like that system Right. I like it. Only this is built up as he's building his legend right. on the island, you know, as he the more yeah. he does, right. the more, the more stuff he does, does, yeah, the more his his legend grows, you know. And the people follow behind him. Right. So it's it's that sort of thing, but it's pretty fun because you can play it in multiple ways. I mean, I mentioned that it was like an Akira Kurosawa film, right. like just played as a video game. Uh-huh. And Akira Kurosawa, in case you don't know, is a famed Japanese director. Who he tended to have a little bit more of a Western touch. Was he the one that? But the he, seven... he was the one who did the Seven Samurai oh, right. and Yojimbo and right. and uh, Rashomon, uh, those those type of movies. Right. Um, so it was, he he did a lot of like the samurai movies that 
we in the West have come to understand that this is what samurai are like, whether that's true or not. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, they were, they were black and white because, because of the time. And, and the nice thing about this game is that you actually can play in Kurosawa mode. So there's like standard mode, which is like color with, Eng with English dialogue. Right. And then you can play it. Um, I think another one with English and English subtitles. Right, right. And then you can play it with, Japanese with English subtitles, or you can play it Kurosawa mode, which is black and white and kind of has that grainy film look to uh -huh, it yeah. with Japanese language and, and English subtitles. subtitles. Oh, okay. Which I started on because, of course, being a, an Akira Kurosawa, Toshiro Mofuni fan. I know, you're a big fan. I mean, if, yeah, if you know my Twitter handle, Toshiro yeah. no Ronin, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yep. came from Toshiro Mofuni. <laughs> so, um, so, of course, I started it that way, but I did eventually have to switch to, which is really cool. It's really fun, especially if you play it at the beginning when you're kind of like sneaking around after you've been injured. And yeah, it it does feel like you're in an Akira Kurosawa movie. Mm. But then eventually it's like, follow the golden bird. When they strike with a, <sighs> you know, when it strikes with a red thing, dodge it. When it's a blue one, you can't dodge it. And it's like, well, I can't see colors. I can <laughs> see the glint, but I can't see the colors. Yes, it's got to draw a Right. So eventually I was like, let me put it in color. And then if I want to play it again, like through again later, I'll do a Kurosawa mode. But it's a really fun game. I'm really enjoying it, so I would definitely recommend picking it up. Yeah, it, it's definitely as good as all of the reviews have been saying. Okay, there you go another one. That's a good one. I mean, shoot, you get a hundred on this, hundred percent too, huh? I will do my damnedest. Yeah, you'll be getting it. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any that are too hard. It's mostly just finding all of the resources, doing all of the quests, that sort of thing. Me knowing you, you are going to get a hundred percent trophies, buddy. That's the goal. Let's go. So, guys. <laughs> If you are a fan of samurai, um, yeah, I mean, of just samurai in general, of Japanese lore and stuff like that, check it out. I mean, I'm going to get it sometime later. <laughs> Not right now. Funds are a little low on that. Yeah. Because I got other stuff I'm buying. <laughs> <laughs> comic books and, and... As you say, comic books and anime. anime. Don't, don't you know. Yeah. <laughs> the way he said that made it sound like he was buying like some personal things, if you know what I mean. But yeah. no, that's not what he meant. Oh, man, I might buy be buying some it's, porn. I don't he know. He might man. be buying that, but, you know, he's not telling me. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to keep it that way, just for the record. I mean, I'm not going to tell you every damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, guys, go ahead and buy it. Rent it however you want to do it. You know, check out the game. The Ghost of Tsushima. Check it out. So, yeah, the, um, so next topic we're going to talk about is the San Diego Comic Con. They did a virtual con. You know, they had interviews with people and stuff like that. I wasn't really keen on it this year, to be honest with you, man. I wasn't paying too close attention, but yeah. my Twitter feed did show a lot right. of, you know, articles about things that were announced. Right. And so one of the things that was announced, and I thought it was very cool and interesting, like it was G4 TV. Now, for those who don't know, G4 TV was more for the geek and nerdy culture. Right. It, started, it started out as G4 Tech TV. Right, yeah. Tech. And um, one of the shows on there was Attack of the Show. And they did a lot of reviews on video games and other... Yeah. X-Play was the big one that big did one. reviews. Yes. Attack of the Show was just kind of a little bit more... The pop culture. More pop culture right. stuff. pop yes. culture stuff, yeah. So there was an announcement, and it's supposed to come in 2021, which is next year, hopefully. We get this COVID-19 stuff out of the way. Hopefully we get a vaccine. Right. But anyway, so it's coming out in 2021. But I was reading the article is that it might end up, because Comcast has it, 
they acquired it in 2014. They originally they had, had it, it way back yeah, in the day they, before. What, es- what happened was Esquire bought it, and then they were going to turn it into like the Esquire network or something like that, yeah. which is the total opposite, you know, of the you know the tech nerds and video game yeah. people. It's like right. we don't care about fashion shit like that. Yeah. Um, so of course, there's a lot of like you know stories about the winding down of tech of G4 that were that a lot of the people who worked on it were, you know, saying how it was not handled well and they, you know. Dude, I tried to watch one but, of the shows they put out how they got. And then the worst part is after all of that, the Esquire Network took over the Style Channel. Oh, right. Right. So it didn't even take over G4. G4 just kind of went off the air and that was done. Um, so, yeah. I think it's time for it to come back, period. I so, think yeah, it, it sounds is. like it sounds like the it was kind of a cryptic announcement that started, you know, showing like a screen and started them playing Pong. Right. Which I actually um, when Tech TV, G4 Tech TV initially launched, they basically were on the I think on their website for two straight weeks. They were just showing a Pong game marathon. Right. right so right. that's what the illusion was in the in the little teaser. So it sounds like G4 is coming back in some form or another. Now, what I was reading is that it might come back. There's a possibility. It might come back to Peacock. Now, that you know, Peacock streaming service is actually NBC and Universal. Mm-hmm. And it's owned by Comcast. It's a Comcast um, property. Right. Division. Division, like that. So the Peacock streaming service is free. And I think that's probably the good way to do it. You know, put it on a streaming service right now. No, and I think that's the thing of the future. I mean, why not put it in a streaming service? You know, other things are streaming service that are good shows, television shows on streaming service. You know, one of your favorite shows on Netflix, Umbrella Academy is on Netflix, you know. Mm-hmm. Amazon Expanse was on Sci-Fi. Now, I mean, so yeah. you could actually put it on a streaming service. And, you know, like, once again, Peacock is owned by the NBC and Universal. So I think that's a good move if they go that, that way, that route. I think it's great. So we'll see, man. I'm kind of glad it's coming back because I, I used to like G4, man, because they were showing Attack of the Show, X-Play, and, they, and at midnight they were showing anime and everything. As a matter of fact, shit, the uh, Marvel anime got, appeared on G4. Yeah, that's where that, that uh, was shown, yep. Yeah, Blade, Iron, Iron Man, uh, X-Men, X-Men, which yeah, I got, by the way. Wolverine and the X-Men. Or oh, that Wolverine sucked ass, man. Yeah. The X-Men was all right, but right, the Wolverine, Wolverine solo? Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> terrible, man. He was, ugh. Uh, moving on. <laughs> um, oh, my. Don't let me talk about that, man. Damn it. <laughs> that is why I got the X-Men anime on DVD. That was way better than the damn solo Wolverine. Ugh. But anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> I digress. But, yeah, man, that's one of the reasons I watched you for because of that. You know, Olivia, uh, what's the name? Munn got us. Kevin Pereira and Olivia Munn were on uh, Attack of the, the show. show. Right. Although Olivia Munn left and uh, I can't remember her name now. She's a big comic book fanatic. I right? did like I did like the girl who replaced her though, but her name is eluding me. Now. Oh, I know she's a blonde. No, she's a brunette. Was the brunette was she a blonde? Yeah. Well, Although, what's her name was on there a lot. Uh, Sarah. Yeah, it was a Sarah something, right? Yeah, the model. The model. She yeah. was on there too. Yeah, she was on there. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed that show and X Play, and you know, I'd, I'll, it'd be interesting to see what they come back with. At this point, they'd probably have new hosts, right. but the show itself, as long as they keep a similar format, should right. be fun. And they, they was big into the um, San Diego Comic Convention, too, also, because all the big things came out. They always showed. Yeah, they always would they cover was, they, they a was lot there. of They were there. They were there to cover, yeah. yeah. So that's one of the reasons I liked it, too. So hopefully we get it, man, you know, on the Peacock. 
I, I downloaded the streaming service. So that's an, um, the topic we um, that we was going to talk about. We done talking. Oh, you got something? Well, there's a bunch of stuff that came else. out of there that I was that I saw was interesting. Um, I mean, I guess the first one was uh, apparently there's going to be a Lando Calrissian series on Disney Plus that will have Donald Glover. Oh, whoa! Um, so that should be pretty cool. Although. <laughs> In typical internet fashion, I saw like the announcement for it, like you know, someone had tweeted the thing, and when I looked at the comments about it, it was all like, "Oh, why can't they just do original characters?" I mean, The Mandalorian was fine. We don't need every <laughs> single one was somebody bitching. It's just like, come on, internet, man, that's the internet for yeah, you, dude. Exactly. It's like, really? <laughs> well, out of, I mean, I'm sorry, man. Um, Solo, the the story, he did a good Lando. I mean, Solo itself was a decent movie. I mean, it had a lot of problems, and I think most of the problems with the movie changed uh, well stemmed from the the director change. But there were a lot of stories that were coming out of it that you know it was a troubled production, and that the main actor who was playing Han Solo needed an acting coach, and that you know it's it had all this negative press, but they didn't do anything to fix it, especially because. The whole acting coach thing wasn't because the guy couldn't act. It was because they wanted to bring in someone specifically to help him get down that Harrison Ford, Han Solo thing exactly. Right. So there was an acting coach working with him so that they could get it just right. So, but it came out sounding like he was a bad actor. That you know, and that's and so that was what was set in people's minds that this was a troubled production. It was going to be bad from the start. Yeah. And they did nothing to try and fix that. Nope. You're right. You're right. But I think they should I mean they, they should do that. Shit, I mean, he did a good job playing Lando. Yeah, I think I mean, he did. Uh, yeah, he did a great job, and yeah, you know, I I thought all of them did. But yes, yeah, Lando Calrissian uh, or yeah, Donald Glover made a good Lando Calrissian. So mm-hmm. that's why when I saw the news, I was excited to see that. I like I like Glover, man. Because we don't we don't know much about Lando Calrissian between Solo and The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I mean, we know a little bit, but. You know, he could have gone on a whole ton of adventures that we have no clue That's about. That's true. That's true. So That's, Expand yeah. the universe, exactly. man. Exactly. It's ripe for the picking. I, I agree with you on that, man. I yeah. really do. But anything else that caught your attention on that? Yeah. There, there was also a new comic coming out, um, a new Killjoys comic that's coming in October. Right. Um, and it's called uh, uh, True Lives of the Fabulous fabulous killjoys national anthem and it's coming out october 14th so it's also written by gerard way and simon sean or sean simon sorry with art by leonardo romero so it won't be becky clunan this time but she does have a uh, um a variant cover but essentially it's they're saying it's it kind of goes back to the beginning before even the album and everything like that so you kind of have to rethink everything that you know about the killjoys and right because it kind of takes place in like a more modern setting with the original characters they came up with not the ones that were in the music videos and then the comic books that came later so i don't know how much it ties into that or if it's just kind of a hey this was what we originally came up with it's a little bit of a reimagining but i think it's a six issue series that starts in october okay so i'm kind of excited about that um, and then speaking of which, there's another comic that I thought was interesting um, that Oscar Isaac is associated with. Right. And I can't remember the name of the um, the writer or the artist, but it's uh, it's called ah, – shit, no, of course not. I can't. It's called Head Wound uh, Sparrow. Head Wound Sparrow. 
Um, and it has something to do with like a guy who lacks lacks empathy. I think he's an ex-cop. Um, and then wow. something happens and he ends up in this supernatural world. And so he kind of has to, he gets like, uh, like a head wound. And so he has to kind of deal with all of this supernatural elements and whatever without having any, you know, empathy or feelings or whatever. And so it's, so it sounds, it's the kind of thing I, I'm interested in. So, and the, the main character, it, it takes the likeness of Oscar Isaac. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So I want to check that one out. So that one's coming sometime. It's a graphic novel coming out. Um, Man, another Hollywood, while we were talking to you earlier today, um, Keanu Reeves got one coming out. Yes, he's got a comic that has has it's a guy who looks like him. Yes. Right. It's, it's, it's a 12-issue book series. And the name of it is Berserk. Um, the Berserker, Berserk? or yeah, yeah, like B R Z R K R, like it's like Berserker without Berserker without any e. without any uh, vowels, vowels, yeah, yeah, like yeah, okay. So he's got tw- uh, that working for him also. Man, he's a busy man, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted, excellent. I mean, Bill and Ted's third movie's coming out, and, and they're talking about a Constantine two or something. Oh like my that. god, no, yeah. they don't do that. Well, it wouldn't be bad. I actually liked the first Constantine. It had its problems, but it wasn't bad. But you had, right, you had. I think problems. maybe it's maybe it's I liked it because I didn't know anything about Constantine right. in the comic books. Right, right. Um, but, but now I know about Constantine now, and they're going at him, and I'm seeing this Constantine over here, right, from the um the CW and his own show he had in NBC before he got canceled, right. And then he's also voiced Constantine in animation, like. Yeah, he he plays the part, you know, and I'm, that's in my head now. Right. And I remember the one he Reeves did back in the early 2000s, I think, or something. Yeah, I think it was early 2000s. Yeah, and it wasn't bad, but it could have been more. Uh, yeah, exactly. I liked the idea. I liked, you know, the supernatural world and everything, and that beginning scene where that car hits that guy and oh, just, right. like, and smashes smash around him. <laughs> he doesn't even move. It's yeah. Like, yeah, so pretty cool. But, yeah, it, it left a, a, quite a bit to be desired, and it should not have had Shia LaBeouf. Fuck that, oh fuck yeah, that guy, it oh, so man. I can't even go back and watch that movie because oh, I hate that guy so bad. Uh, that's another podcast within itself. <laughs> I've, I've never liked Shia LaBeouf, and he's just gotten worse and worse over really? the years. Yeah. Well, did you hear recently? He just got like his whole body tattooed with this stuff for a a, a, a role that he's doing. No. Yeah. So he put on all these real tattoos for it. It's like, oh, whatever, dude. Dude, <laughs> man, that's you. that's on you. Yeah. So that's um, that's all you was on San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, I think that's all the uh, Comic Con stuff. But I did send that um, that link to you because um, one of our one of our favorite shows is, and I I enjoy the the oh, novels, right. and you've been reading right, some right, of the right. manga as well. Is for Goblin Slayer. Yes. And I had mentioned a while back that there was a movie that was also being released that came out in Japan in February. Right. And it's called Goblin Slayer, um, Goblin's Crown. I think it's, it's called. Goblin Crown. Right. And essentially, it covers the um, the novel five uh, events. Right. So um, I, I think it's only like an hour, an hour and change long. So it's not incredibly long. It's more like a, a long extended episode. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to see that one because that was that was a fun novel. Well, I mean, fun and dark because <laughs> one of the, one of the characters in it, is, you know, Noble Fencer is her name. Right, Noble um, Fencer. Okay. Yeah, they basically go. The group goes up into like the snowy mountains um, at the request of Sword Maiden to go find this girl named Noble Fencer and her team. Right. And 
try and bring her back. Well, you know, obviously you know, with, with the, the goblins. goblins and stuff going on there, things didn't go too well. Of course. So they do find Noble Fencer, but you know, she's, know. Been, she's been captured by the goblins. You know so, how that goes. Right. So you know she didn't she didn't get out squeaky clean. Yeah, the fucking goblins, man. Right. So Dude. and then there's, you know, more going on. Then more to the thing yeah. with who the the goblin leader is and stuff like that. So I think they, I mean, the way the goblin slayer he he said they're not stupid. The way he say they're not what he did he say they're they, they adapt. They're stupid, but stupid, they're not, not fools. Fools, fools. Yeah, yeah, they're stupid. Yeah, not fools because they kind of adapt to the situation. Right. That's why he's always insisting on killing all of them because they will learn right. from what you did to them, and then use it against you later. Right. Um, so like I mean I know you read the um the novels but I'm reading the manga and I mean I'm I'm really enjoying reading the manga <laughs> it's it's just, it's crazy because like you said the first season of Goblin Slayer and I'm reading the manga they kind of push things together and it was like you said well, it was they jumbled the order a little bit and which makes sense because when you watch the when you watch the anime the whole last couple episodes the last two episodes that take place with the battle on the farm right makes a lot more sense as the end of the season, you know, cause it, it's a nice capper. To right. It. Whereas that's actually the end of book one. Um, and then all of the stuff with sword maiden and going to the water town and going into the sewers and everything, that's book two. Mm. So they kind of took all of that and it's shifted it around. into the middle of that book and then put the farm stuff at the end. Right. Um, but I mean, it works. You, you don't even notice that that's, that's the case. It's it just flows. that happens. That happens to be the way it's written. Right. That's the order. Because with that, it did some spinoffs, and like I said, the spinoff is what New Day. A brand new day. Brand new day is one of the spinoffs. Right. Of so, and the brand new day is mostly dealing with the other characters. Yeah, it's like a lot of side characters, which is which. Based on my conversation with yeah. you, because I haven't read the manga, right. is book four. It was book four, the one I said. Yes. Because mm-hmm. book three is the autumn, the harvest festival, right. which they haven't adapted. And then book four was a bunch of little side stories of them doing their own little individual quests. Right. Um, and uh, and part of that, like with the, the two apprentices, you know, the, the newbies that go into the, the, sewers. the sewers to fight the, um, the giant rats right. and that sort of stuff. That's part of those side stories yeah, that's I'm, in book four. I really enjoy the side stories, man. It, it makes it flesh out all of the characters. I like fleshing out characters. Yeah. Those are, are they're important to me. <laughs> you know, I flesh them out. Make them more likable. Mm-hmm. It's something I dislike. It's something I could do without. Uh, yeah, <laughs> some, but. yeah, but anyway, but yeah. So um, that comes out December, not December. Shit, uh, December. What did I say? July twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. So on Crunchyroll, it'll be on July twenty eighth, which is the Tuesday. And apparently, there's some like digital signed poster or something that you that. get for like between if you watch it between the twenty eighth and August fourteenth or something. Damn. They'll give like a digital poster, but obviously that means you have to have an account, which I got one. Right. So. Um, if I watch it on my cousin's account that he gave me the password for, he's going to get the... <laughs> God damn. Egg going to say, what is this? Yeah, it'd be like, what's this? Trevor, what are you done now? So, Shout out to Ed. Yeah. From so, neutral, the neutral corner. The neutral corner, yeah. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see it, man. That's one of my favorite anime, dude. I know, like I said, the first episode was kind of raw, man. But then I watched the second episode. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's always rough and it's always kind of a nail biter because those yeah. yeah those goblins are just some nasty sons of bitches. Man, they, they are the scum of all the monsters, uh, man. They are exactly. They really are. They no one pays them attention, but they are dangerous. In numbers, they're In numbers, dangerous, yeah. and yeah, the way they act, and you know, it's 
it's it is nice because like you said you there's a story in the manga but there you know it also does this in the book sometimes right. it'll shift perspectives in the middle like from paragraph to paragraph and sometimes they'll get in the heads of the, of the goblins of the goblins and so it's always interesting to understand their way of thinking which yeah. is just selfishness <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> it's what it pure is. selfishness it's mine mine mine, mine right mine. but then as soon as like one of their one of their buddies dies they'll instantly get angry and just attack whoever, you know, killed them. Yeah, so that's they, kind of the way they, they are simple creatures. the way they operate. Yeah. It's a very basic, you know, level of uh, intelligence. It's simple, man. But very simple. like you said, they, they're stupid, but they're not fools. So <laughs> right. don't take them for, you know, and, and, and many people have died over there thinking, thinking they could take, right. kill them like thinking that. that. Yeah. It's the, they're the lowest of the low. They're right. the easiest thing to kill. And yeah. That's true. Get in over their heads. So, guys, if you like the Goblin Slayer like we do, check it out on Crunchyroll if you got an account on the on July. I keep saying December. July 20th. I can't wait to get cold, man. That's what it is. July 28th. I guess so. Yeah, so anyway. So, that wraps up for that, for the San Diego Comic Con, and also for the video game Ghost of Tsushima. I'll say it right this time around. Mm-hmm. Now, my next thing is we're going to talk about my pick of the week. And this is a comic book that um, let me let me go back. Okay, this is a comic book called Chew, written by John Lehman and um, drawn by Rob Guillory. And it's about this cop who actually had this power called... It's, it's made up. It's not real. So it's this power of... He he's, could, a, he's a cyber cyberpath. I think is what you said. So this is a person that could actually eat, eat, eat some food or taste it, whatever, and get memories of this fool, who, the hired guy out there, and who it, who produced it and stuff like that. Even when so far, the man has to taste shit. <laughs> it's as far as tasting things. Yeah. He's seen memories of tasting things, period, point blank. Either food or, you know, some shit. <laughs> so anyway, so that, that was a chew, C-H-E-W, right? Now, years later, once this series is over with, we come again with chew. And it's, this Chu here is all about Tony Chu and his sister. His sister, her name is Saffron Chu, I think. She also had the same powers. But she's not a cop. She's on the other side of the law. Uh, she's a criminal. And he's the cop. So in this book right here, book number one, um, Chu, she is on a heist. And it doesn't go well. So all the people that was a part of this heist end up, end up dying. Except for a few, her and her partner, they escape. So we get to the next scene after everything happened. We see Tony Chu and his partner, and I said, okay. And he sees what happened, and what happened is he tastes the blood of the woman who got killed. She got shot in the head. One of the people, one of the criminals, and he tastes the blood. He said, I can't, I can't get a vision. And the reason why he cannot get a vision of what happened to that person is because beats negates his powers. Beats. beats the beats like you eat vegetable beats uh-huh it negates his powers because it blocks everything out he cannot right and like why wow. so someone knows exactly how what the, how his powers work right so he don't know what's happening what's happening so he gets back to his sister's house and all of a sudden his he no his two other sisters his other sister comes up and he see they hit face to face and the one on the thing say this is a criminal this is a cop like oh shit this is a good turn because mm-hmm. the universe is that massive, man. I mean, they could go, he could come do all kinds of things with this universe. Like I said, Chu came out back in 2000 and I want to get it right. 2010 maybe or 12, I believe it, it, it lasted for like 
50, 70, I mean, 50 um, books, 50 issues, I think. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it had a long run. And recently it also appeared in Outer Darkness, which is another John Landon book. It was Outer Darkness and a Chew crossover. So I'm a big fan. So I kind of recommend if you like any um, corniness, corny or off-the-wall comic, and it's in here, and if you just like weirdness in your comic books, it's the one you'd probably recommend. I recommend reading it. If you're a John Landon fan, cool. If you just like Chew, the first series, I recommend picking this up. So that's my book of the right. week. And this one, you should note, is not spelled C-H-E-W. It's, it's C-H-U. C-H-U. Yeah. Yes. So that's a good wordplay. <laughs> I mean, on words, you know. So, yeah, check it out if you like um, the first Chew and check it out. That's my recommendation for this week. What about you, Trevor? My my pick is um, I watched an anime movie called I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it sounds really weird. I mean, I've thought this was like uh, – not necessarily a horror movie, but it sounds kind of like it could be a horror movie. Um, but no, it, this is like the furthest from. Uh, I don't want to get into too many spoilers because this it's much better left, you know, um, without knowing what happens. But essentially the plot, and you can get this on by reading the back of the DVD, is um, kind of a loner in class, like a, a high school loner. Um, he ends up finding a book that belongs to one of the girls in his class when he's uh, at the hospital and it's a book called living with dying. And he finds out that she is going to die soon because she has a pancreatic illness. And so the, I want to eat your pancreas will become uh, more understandable once you start watching the movie. Right. But, and so eventually because he's the only person who knows this secret, um, she starts hanging out with him and then they kind of build a, like a friendship, um, you know, just kind of hanging out uh, during the during the summer, um, and so it's it's just kind of a great movie about this, you know, building relationship between these two characters, and it's just it's really well done. Like the characters are very likable. Um, Sakura, who's the main um, the girl, she's very chipper, and you know she's comes across as very hopeful and everything even though dude, she knows she's gonna die dude it's not a tear yeah. jerk is it oh this will make you cry oh, no, no, good, like good. a I'm good. baby no i'm good no i'm good no. <laughs> but that's that's the thing is that you know this um but it really goes out of its way to show the conversations that they have and the relationship that builds between them and it's just and then by the end it's just you'll be left crying. Oh, it's, boy. This movie, like, really hit me hard. Um, My goodness. It's kind of one of those ones that you just, like, have a, you know, like, your your chest just hurts for several days after. It's, like, all that, you know, you can think about because it really just, it really hits you um, in the best of ways. And it's, the animation is beautiful and, you know, it's, hopeful and it's optimistic but it's also heartrending and you know kind of like everything all at once and it it just does a fantastic job Trevor you're trying to hurt me dude right. what you trying to do man the biggest problem with this movie Uh-oh. is that it's owned by Anaplex oh boy so it costs $40 but to, to me I normally go off on tirades about Anaplex you know it's prices not too bad but it was worth every penny cuz this movie was absolutely worth it 
So if you liked movies like uh, Your Name or um, Silent Voice or a Silent Voice, that sort of thing, this movie is very much in that wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So if you enjoyed those ones, you'll like this one. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not trying to watch the more tearjerkers, dude. Right. So if you're, yeah, I mean, you really, it took me a while after I bought it before I watched it because I was like, I know this is going to make me cry. <laughs> I need to be prepared for it. And I wasn't prepared for it. Wow. <laughs> but knowing that that's what it's going to be, if you like that sort of thing, I 100% recommend this movie. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. If you down for crying and tearjerker for anime, a good story, complex um, storyline. I guess it's complex a little bit. I mean, well, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but it's sure. got some complexity. But you know, the characters are really well done. I mean, I think Sakura is one of the most fleshed-out anime characters I think I've ever seen. Um, I think the only other one that kind of rivals it is uh, uh, Kato from um, Sakaino. The one, the one about the kid who wants to, the um. He's making a video game about the the boring girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, who I thought she was a very well developed character, um, but this one rivals that. She's, you know, for an anime, it's not just stereotype. It's really well done. Okay, cool. So, guys, if you like your anime, like I said, like that, tear jerkers. Go ahead and watch it. I, Trevor recommends that. You do, right? I do. I oh. said 100%, baby. 100%, okay. Two thumbs up. <laughs> so, guys, that's it for the podcast. Trevor, how can people um, get you uh, through social media? The um, Twitter, it's at Toshiro no Ronin. Cool. And you guys can check me out all my sites at um, justbeingamers.com, on Twitter, justbeingamers.com. Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> I had a pause right there. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, you can check me out on those sites. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just being in this.